The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. Now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, health heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. Today in the house, I've got Sean Wells. Um, I found another supplement expert, and I'm really excited to have him on today because we're going to go deep into supplements. We're going to go deep into labels, how to read labels, the good ones, the bad ones. We're going to look at, also, we're going to get into the dangers of anti-aging serums, which there's it's a huge market. Everybody's trying to get healthy and look younger from the outside in. And maybe we'll talk, we're going to show you how to read those labels, the good ones, the bad ones on that. And then we're going to maybe talk about some things that you can do from the inside out to look good, feel good. Sean, thanks for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. I'm pumped to be on. Yeah. And for you guys that aren't on YouTube, you should look at this guy. He's uh, His hair is amazing. His skin looks good. Um, God, he might look better than me. I don't know. He's got that really, really dapper, dark shirt. He's looking really good. So it's really, I always say that I like having these guests on Sean, because, um, a lot of the guests that I have on have a personal journey, like, like you do, we'll get into that, but they also, they're not just, you know, out there yakking about this and that to sell things to people, but they're actually have transformed themselves. They've taken what they've learned and they're a walking, talking example of what ideal health is. And you, your skin looks good. So that's really important. That's why I wanted to have you on the show. So why don't you just t- tell us your personal journey and how you got into formulating and got into the supplement industry and uh, your own personal uh, transformation. Yeah. So, you know, just looking back uh, my childhood, there was a lot of uh, trauma, chaos, you know, issues, uh, you know, chaotic home. Uh, at school, I was bullied and made fun of constantly. Uh, I was called fat ass all the time and I was last picked to be on teams. And I just kind of delved into my world of video games, cartoons, and, uh, and eating junk food. That was how I survived. Mm -hmm. And then I got good at, at kind of self-deprecating humor as, as another survival uh, mechanism. But it, it definitely took its toll on me. I, you know, I was never the one to go to the prom or, you know, get the girl or, you know, make the team and all this kind of stuff. I did pretty well at school, but it was it was brutal. It was brutal on me. And, and it and my self-esteem was was pretty much zero. Uh, I went to Babson College uh, Business Specialty School undergrad because I was told that's what you need to do with your life is you know, be a realist, make money, do business, all that other stuff is for dreamers, you know, be it like creative things that I liked. Um, And I ended up going to a doctor in between my sophomore and junior year for my physical. And I was excited about some books I was reading. I was reading these um, uh, Optimum Sports Nutrition by Dr. Michael Colgan, uh, I was reading bodybuilding magazines. I was getting into supplements. I started using creatine and protein that had just, the creatine had just come out. And I was, I was getting some changes in my body and I was pretty excited. And he drew out this lifeline for me after I asked him what, what 
what he thinks of all this stuff, you know, just expecting a doctor to say that's, you know, BS. Uh, and he drew out this lifeline for me between 20 and 80 and said, why not be happy between here and here? Mm. And I was like, okay, I think he just gave me permission to chase down my dream. And I, and he could tell that I was so passionate about it. And I think I maybe, you know, talked down the business part of my life and, and uh, I decided right then, yeah, this is what I want to do. I want to be a formulator. I love this stuff. I was literally spending like, you know, people could sit in a bookstore, you know, for five hours and just read magazines and books. That's what I was doing in GNC, like looking at labels and just like delving deep. And, um, and for me, it just became so much of a passion. And I decided once I finish business school, I'm going to get all the classes I need and go get my master's in nutrition, biochemistry, become an RD, all this stuff. And then uh, I went to a guidance counselor. Once I had finished up at Babson, I finished magna cum laude, did really well. And marketing and all that stuff definitely came to help me later. Uh, I went to UNC Greensboro. Uh, my parents were in state in North Carolina. And I told this guidance counselor about my dream. And he just laughed at me. He said, you're a business student. You'll fail and fail miserably. That's 26 credit hours a semester of pure sciences. And you're not even in that great a shape. And I left his office completely dejected, uh, wanting to commit suicide. And I really deeply uh, contemplated it that night uh, with, with pills and a bottle of vodka. And... Luckily, it just ended up strengthening my resolve. I didn't kill myself. And I ended up putting everything on my credit card and said, screw that guy. And I thought of that guy every single day, got straight A's. You know, if anything, he kept me on my path too. He's a part of my journey. But I mean, you can see how someone's words can, you know, change your life path pretty dramatically either way. Uh, even when you don't think they will. I mean, I could have taken my life that night. And that other guy, you know, gave me my dream, essentially, made yeah. me who I am. But luckily, this guy served as as something that just strengthened my resolve. And I thought about him every single day. Like when someone said, let's go out drinking, let's go out and party, let's go out and do this. I was like, no, I'm focused. And I got straight A's, got into Chapel Hill, which was my dream school, um, was cruising along through there. But, you know, I was still working 20, 30 hours at GNC. I was, you know, busting hump while I was at Chapel Hill to get great grades in all these different groups and, you know, doing a lot of stuff online as a guru on like bodybuilding.com and some different boards. And I ended up uh, and I was kind of on the anorexic side. I, I dealt with that. I went from being obese to anorexic, uh, going from about 300 pounds at six foot two to 150 pounds. I'm now at about 215. Um, so that was pretty dramatic and tough on my body. And my body ended up shutting down with autoimmune issues, ended up getting uh, Epstein-Barr, uh, strep throat, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, Hashimoto's. I was in bed for about six months couldn't take my classes, uh, 
extreme pain and inflammation. Again, contemplated suicide because I thought my life was over. The dream was over. Everything I had worked for was over. And I ended up stumbling online into something called keto. And for me, that made a massive difference. Uh, I, also, I was also reading a couple books, um, The Ketogenic Diet for the Practitioner by Lyle McDonald, and um, a bodybuilding book by Dan Duchesne that was called The Body Opus, uh, where he used the ketogenic diet to get ripped instead of like the low fat kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, the, the keto diet for me, like, you know, gave me my life back, gave me my energy back. And it was just transformative for me. I was able to go back to class, not be in pain, keep my autoimmune issues at bay. And that was wonderful. Of course, back then, this is over 20 years ago, it was tough to stay on that diet all the time because there wasn't the recipes, there wasn't the, you know, snack foods and all those things. And um, it's easy now. Yeah, it's so easy now. Mm-hmm. And, and I ended up about eight years ago uh, when I was working for Dimatize and I got my, my literally my dream job uh, formulating supplements for a massive company. Um, and I became this, this formulator in the industry and not just someone who did some formulas on the side, but, you know, was working as an RD. I worked as a clinical RD for about 10 years, but I had finally got my job at Dimatize and I was working 70 or 80 hours a week, just obsessed. And again, pushed my body too hard, too much and ended up getting a brain tumor. And that's when I was like, okay, everything needs to stop. I know what to do. I know what my, my health should be. I need to have de-stressing strategies. I need to work a little less. I need to biohack myself. I need to do blood work and genetics. I need to work with an allergist. I need to do keto and uh, strictly with like, you know, just times of, um, carbs like, you know, cyclical and targeted ketogenic dieting. Um, I need to do paleo and just clean up the diet and, you know, no more like junk foods that are keto or, you know, low fat junk foods or whatever, you know, ultra processed food, just stay away from it. And I need to do regular exercise that isn't overstressing my body, but is healthy for me. I wasn't making time for that. I wasn't making time for me, period. Um, so, yeah, so you got your dream job and you're just so wound up about it. You just you just buried all your energy into that and you didn't balance your body out, your life. 100%, 100%. And so I've kept that at bay for a while and and uh, and that's been good and, and I've been on my path. But the most interesting part of my health journey is now, and I'm now telling that is, and I've talked about suicidal thoughts and depression for a couple of years now, but this year, because of COVID and COVID shutting everything down, I was supposed to be traveling 300 days this year. I was still seeking achievement and, and pushing for whatever the next level was because of maybe because of my youth, you know, like, and just being insecure and hurt and all those things. But this year allowed me to go inwards. And I really did plant medicine journeys working with therapists, um, working with a hypnotherapist, uh, you know, getting mentors, 
reading, listening to podcasts, and just going inward and, and really working more on that deep self-care, uh, you know, doing gratitude journaling and, and things like that have really transformed my life in a whole new way. Um, like a lot of the hacks I feel like I was doing before was so I could work more and push more. Mm -hmm. And now I'm seeing like I can take a step back, love myself, be proud of myself and just manifest shit. Like stuff just comes into my life with a lot less energy. I don't have to claw and scrape and grind for it. Like the hustle and grind is like sympathetic meets ultra sympathetic. And when you think the word grind, you think your head's down and pieces are breaking off and there's smoke and there's heat. It should be hustle and flow. Like we, we we're in sympathetic nervous system states so that we can get to our flow states and we can manifest and rest and digest and, you know, when, and things just come into our lives, the right people will come into our lives. If we're putting out the right energy and we're loving ourselves and, and, and on our mission and on our purpose, then things just come to you. And it's so shocking, like how much less work and energy it involves when you just do that, when you give your life clarity and just stay on your mission, everything falls into place. Yeah, I found that to be true myself. And a lot of my coaching clients have found the same thing. The word that helped me, you know, the word passion gets thrown out there a lot. The words, um, you know, follow your dreams. But a lot of people are like, passion, what the hell is that? I'm, I'm burnt out. Um, other people are like, you know, follow my dreams. Shit, my dreams have been crapped on. I'm, I'm, it's never going to happen for me. I'm in a bad relationship. I'm in a re uh, job that doesn't work. My career sucks. Um, I don't have a good relationship with my children. Um, my body's physically ailing. I, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in this. I'm trapped in this body. I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm overweight. I'm gas. I'm bloated. I'm not feeling good. Like you, I mean, you had a whole like symphony of problems, you know, fibromyalgia and stuff. That's, you can't even work out with that thing. And the more you work out, the more sore you get. So um, the term that I, that resonated with me was following your highest excitement. Yeah. What, what, what makes you lit up? And when, when I heard that, I'm like, follow your excitement. I was like, well, shit, I, I know what excites me. Let's think about that. And I'm like, okay, and do that. So that's, that's, the, that's the path that I went on was like, whatever it is, and it doesn't have to be a big thing. It could be little things like me having you on the show today. I'm excited about it. So that's what I need to do. And then after I'm done with this show, I'm going to look around and find the next thing that gives me the most excitement that I have the best ability to take action on. And I'm going to do that. That's yep. it, guys. That's the map. I promise the listeners today that you guys listening that this is the map of your life and um, it'll prove itself to you because the more you do this, the more you develop the muscle of building that uh, following your excitement, the more things will come to you. And again, it doesn't have to be big things. It can be little things going for a walk, um, talking to a friend, going for a drive, all these little things. It doesn't have to be some big career thing, but they're all connected right? Everything in your life is connected. And what, and when I, when, when I noticed what you were talking about, which is the synchronicities where people come in the right place, all of a sudden at the right place at the right time, these people come into your life and money comes to you and all these opportunities yeah. come to you. And this flow state was when I was, I got divorced and we were moving out of my house and I had a garage full of shit in there that I had been there for two years from the past move. And I didn't want to deal with it because this is a there was mice in that house, in that garage, and I knew they'd pissed and crapped all over everything, and I just didn't want to even deal with it. 
And when I heard that and the guy said that I was listening to, he said, look, when you go out, you have to understand that you are connected to every single thing that you are doing in life, everything. So if I had to go clean the garage and I didn't want to do it, his message was get excited about cleaning the garage. Why? Because you're part of that process. And because you're part of that process, if you have a low frequency and you're like, oh, shit, I don't want to do it, blah, blah, that's going to drag down every other aspect of your life, the, the career, the relationships, the finances, all the stuff that you really want in life. So I went into the garage and out of faith, I just started following my excitement, cleaning the garage and I cleaned out a little corner and I felt really good. Then the next day I went in, I cleaned more and I felt really good. And I, you know, some of it was, you know, painstaking, but I, I just kept thinking about that feeling good. I'm part of the process. I'm the actor. I'm the producer. I'm writing the script. Um, I'm the director. And I started taking that process. And all of a sudden, this is what happened. This guy comes over and he's, he's a, in, he's a car cleaner and he's cleaning my car. He's a on cue mobile car cleaner. He comes to you and he cleans your car. It's freaking awesome, by the way. <laughs> and, and I said, I wanted to give him something. I was giving away, I was selling all this stuff. And I, I took, took this big painting. I walked over to him. I said, Hey, Chris, um, I'm moving and I want to give you this. And, um, do you, do you want this painting? And if not, I'll give you another one. He's like, Oh man. And it was kind of an odd painting. Cause it was a lot of oranges in it and stuff like that it was flowers and orange and yellows. He's like, orange is my favorite color. I'm like, okay, well that's kind of odd. And he's like, he goes, this is perfect. He goes, my father just passed away. He was living in the apartment off my home. And, um, and, um, his ashes are put on my mantle in an orange vase. And he goes in behind the, and behind the mantle is a hole in the wall. And I've just, for years, I haven't fixed it. He goes, I'm going to hang this. Now I don't have to fix the hole and it'll match my father's urn. And I was like, holy shit. I mean, what are the chances that that that's the painting? I, I mean, all the stuff I had there, I had a whole house full of shit. I picked this to him and I hand this to him. Now here's the other thing. I decided at that point in time, I was no longer going to pay rent. I just had this epiphany. I said, it doesn't excite me. I'm not going to pay rent anymore. My mom was freaking out. She's like, how are you going to live? You're going to be a vagabond. You're going to be living in a van down by the river. You know, you're 45 years old or whatever, 43 at the time or whatever it was. And, um, and she's all freaked out. And I said, don't worry, mom, I'm going to follow my highest excitement and everything's going to work out. So the, and, and he's like, well, what are you moving for? And I was like, and I told him, and I move in, I got divorced and all this is happening. And he's like, well, hey, if you need to, man, he goes, you help me because I helped his dog years ago. His dog, Prince, had a big tumor on his neck and we did. I helped him and he healed the dog and the dog lived for two more years. And the next day he was going to euthanize the dog. So he was a fan of mine um, from natural healing and that kind of stuff. So he said, well, my dad just passed away. We have that extra apartment. If you need a place to live, Tim, you can live there as long as you want. No rent. I was like, oh. Well, the crazy thing was, is by the end of the month, I had nine people wanting me to move in with them and help them heal themselves, help them heal their family. So I've been on this mission for the last two years, two and a half years, where I've been going from family to family, living with them, learning and helping and, and helping people heal. And wow. it's, been, it's been a tremendous experience for me. Um, I'm about done with it. I'm, I'm in a home right now where there's a guy with breast cancer, um, uh, moms with dementia, and her, and her boyfriend's got colitis, Crohn's really hard core. And, and I come over and I just help out and I, I detox and I do all these things. So I tell that story because what you're saying is so important. I can tell that you, you get it. Okay. And for those of you listening, it's, it's hard to understand this until you experience it and do it. And there has to be some trust there. You have to trust that the universe, that you are here for a reason. Otherwise you wouldn't be here. And we need you to follow your highest excitement because the more of us that fall and get in line with synchronicity, 
that's how everything will work. And then all this strife and struggle will just start melting away. And it, 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 you'll, you'll see it to be so. I mean, it'll prove itself to you. So anyway, dude, that's freaking awesome. I can tell that uh, you've had a, a tremendous journey and, and it's, it's still going. Isn't that the it's cool thing? still going. Yeah. Like it, I didn't expect that this year would be such a transformative year and that I needed it so bad. It was, and, and people can tell you these things all the time. Like, oh, you know, that uh, you need to love yourself and be proud of yourself and um, you can do anything you want. And, you know, it wasn't until I, I did my first plant medicine journey, which was on New Year's. And I felt it like I felt that I was like, I am working so hard for achievement. And I fell into what's called a cuddle puddle. <laughs> like I was literally <laughs> laying on the ground with a group of people just kind of feeling the love. And, and I was like, this is free. This is here. Like I can just have love in my life. Like, I, and it's not until you feel these moments. And like another epiphany for me was like, I can just go be anything tomorrow. I don't have to live my life on rails just because I've just done this so far into my life. And I have these achievements and these letters and these emails and expectations day to day. I can just go be whatever tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And just to like your, your brain has to shift and feel that. And then it becomes possible. Otherwise it's just people talking and you're like, nah, that's not real. You don't know what I'm going through, buddy. Did you do ayahuasca? Uh, I have not done that yet. I did um, psilocybin journeys, and typically it's with um, MDA, which is sassafras, which is similar to um, MDMA. So it kind of open the heart and then kind of eases the transition into the, the psilocybin. Mm. Um, but that's mostly where I've, I've done my work, but I had planned on doing ayahuasca, but that got canceled. I was going to go to Peru, uh, to do that this year, but no, you're going to do it old school. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see the jungle posted. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, quite the journey. So what's, uh, what's, uh, what's a, what's a day like you now for you now when you wake up, um, how do you, how do you feel about yourself and what you're doing? I, you know, it's, it's, uh, I wish I could say everything's perfect, but as someone who's battled like perfectionism and achievement and depression and body dysmorphia and all these things, like I have great days and I have days where I'm not great. And it's just, and that's where I like lean in to my friends and to my practices and, and you know, it's not perfect every day. Like Mm -hmm. there's a battle still wages, but like, it's getting, it's, it's getting better and better. Like as I learn more about myself and then, you know, accept some of these things and then move past these things and like no longer grant them power, uh, doing like Byron Katie's work. Um, it's called the work, like really allows you to take a traumatic situation or a story you've been telling yourself and you get out all the words and the feelings and say all the nasty things and bring it to, to the surface. And then you flip it and say, is this something I know to be true or fact? And 99% of the time, we're just projecting out on people. We're just hurt people, hurt people. And these stories aren't true. Mm-hmm. There, there are things that we tell ourselves of how that happened. And we keep rewriting it and refining it and making it more traumatic and holding on to it 
And it's not necessarily true because again, people that hurt you, it wasn't about you. It's, it's about their own hurt. Mm-hmm. And so you can let it go. And like, when you start kind of like when you were cleaning out your garage, you know, you can kind of clean out your soul with this stuff and let go of some of these stories you've been holding on to that you think, well, is me, it's the end of the world. And I've been through stuff no one else has been through. It's not true. Everyone's, you know, going through stuff, everyone. And to let it go is, is the greatest feeling. And, and I love what you're talking about with the garage. Cause that's kind of like that Brene Brown thing, you know, it's just, or minimalism, like you can take those approaches to your life. Like, what do I want to let go of? What do I want to get rid of? Yeah. And you can start cleaning those out too. And you start with the biggest things, you know, it's like getting rid of the biggest debt and then working your way down. It's, it's just like that with, with your soul. And I've found that to be incredible. And then another big one is, you know, to your point about kind of being lit up or what provides you energy is, can I, can I get rid of the energy vampires in my life? Be it like uh, things that you're doing or people in your life. Like, do I feel worse about myself around this person or better about myself? It's that simple. Just like your, your, uh, your yeah, do they raise my frequency or do they bring right. me down? Right. right. Does staying exactly. up late on social media make me feel groggy in the morning or does it make me feel energized? You know, right. Yeah. And, and for some people that's different. Like, yeah, for me, I'm not like energized by social media, but you know, some people are, and that's, that's great. But um, yeah, it's just chasing that energy and, and realizing, you know, that there are a lot of energy vampires in your life. And, and now I've surrounded myself with like a great group of, you know, you're the the product of the five people around you. Mm-hmm. And now I have that great group of like people I aspire to be in different ways and, and they all are unique and different. So I have a pro- one certain problem. I might call this guy and I have a different problem in a different area. I'm calling this person, but mm-hmm. um, to have that, that um, tribe tribe. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. It's, it's, it's so transformative. That is, that is key. I actually just finished a book called the energy formula. And that's one of the, one of the uh, six letters is in this energy formula. It's experiment, nutrition, exercise, routines, growth, like growth mindset, And then your tribe is the last one. Mm. And that's been transformative for me. And yeah, so I'm trying to put together all these pieces to live an, a more energized life. And that's that's what I've been doing. Um, but every day is not perfect. You're not like, I've won the battle and it's over. Um, I think Yeah, that's that- that's the first the first letter in your energy formula, E. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Experiment, right? Yeah, exactly. Like you gotta there's- keep trying stuff and and Keep hacking and, and you can't know if something's working for you unless you have first person experience. You have to take action on it and give it a try. Give it 30, 60, 90 days. And I mean, I did this back when I was in marketing, when I was doing business, we'd we'd spend money on some ads and try it. And if it worked, we'd keep doing it. If it didn't, then we'd stop. We'd try something else, try something else, try something else. And you just yeah, keep going and you keep stacking yeah. until you figure out what works for you and you get everything and your life will just keep getting better. And then why stop? Why not keep improving? Why, why, why? Cause things change. 
Why not? Exactly. Awesome. Exactly. Great, great point. Yeah. Like split testing really is like, you know, doing a, a controlled trial, mm-hmm. you know, like the AB testing and in, in marketing. It's, it's the same idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, guys, we're going to get into the dangers in supplement labels and how to read them. We'll be right back. Today, I'm excited to share with you our probiotic and prebiotic formula. Probiotics and prebiotics is a breakthrough product that should be taken daily to rebuild the good bacteria in your gut, help fight candida, strengthen your immune system, eliminate bloating, and help you have more consistent bowel movements. A healthy body and mind starts with a healthy gut. To get this product and our other amazing products, go to chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with Sean Wells, uh, supplement, supplement formulator, and um, and a really cool guy with a really awesome story. And um, man, that story was really heartfelt. It was awesome. I hope it inspired a lot of people that are, you know, how many people went through the same path as you when they were, you know, they really felt like they were marginalized in high school and didn't really fit in and, you know, didn't get the girl and all that stuff. But I can tell you right now, it doesn't matter where you've been. All that matters is where you're going. And, you know, and high school is a, a blip and people that live in high school for the rest of their life, they're stuck in a rut. And um, I'd rather be the guy that struggled during high school and, and, and college and stuff like that. And then excelled in the rest of my life. And it seems like that's you. So you're the type of person that uh, people should really be following because you're an inspiration. So thank you for that, brother. Thanks, man. All right. So let's get into the dangers in supplement labels. So when did you figure this out? So when you, I mean, I, people that are listening, you probably know my story, I'll chip in, but what, what are the things that, what did you discover about supplements that um, aren't good for the human body and why we should avoid them? Yeah, I've been a formulator uh, and biochemist and dietitian and sports nutritionist for about 20 years. And I can say that the industry's gotten a lot better. When I first started in this, there was everything was proprietary blends. Um, and that's uh, usually a big red flag when there's like a hundred ingredients and there's just one dosage and you don't know there isn't like a honest, transparent labeling. Mm-hmm. So you have like, um, let's say on some bodybuilding product, there's, 20 ingredients in the, in the power blend and you see like creatine in there. And and then you see 19 other ingredients. Well, you can have, if that's 700 milligram blend, you can have 699 milligrams be creatine and then one milligram be the next 19 ingredients. (laughs) And that's what a lot of companies do. They put the expensive ingredients at the end Mm -hmm. of the sending mass you know, so that you see the ingredient, you think, oh, it's in there. It's, I mean, it's in there. It's got to be in there at an effective level. It's not. It's it's fairy dusted. That's that's what they call that. So that's and, a good point. So when it's listed, it's the first ingredient is the one that has the most of it in it. Yep. And in the proprietary blends, you can't really, sometimes they don't actually put the amounts. Right. So you can't tell, which makes sense because they're trying to protect their formula. I get that. But you have to be careful, and it really boils down to who you work with, right? Exactly. And so I like a, a transparent label where I can see the form and the dose and the standardization, 
and the plant part, like it should say the genus and species, it should say um, the plant part, like if it's ginseng, it should say root. Mm -hmm. um, and then it should say standardized for ginsenoside A 2.5% or something. Yeah. And then you can go look up that dose on someplace like examine.com and, you know, and then see, okay, is this in there at that study back level? And it may not be, um, but that's a way that you can empower yourself to look at that. And, and there's a lot of scams too. Like think about with ginseng, a lot of companies could list something like that and just put in the full plant or the, you know, the flower and the leaves, even though that doesn't have any of the benefit, but that's what gets thrown out. You know, the roots, what gets used and that's the expensive part. Mm -hmm. so then they can list ginseng, but it not be the root. So it's kind of like us for our, for our green product. Our main ingredient is wheatgrass juice extract. And some of these companies will say wheatgrass and it's just the, the dry, they dry up the blades and they grind it up into a powder and it's more of a filler than anything. And there, I mean, there are some benefits there, but it's not the concentrated juice extracts. Right, right. Exactly. Oh, that's a great point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those are, those are some things to look at. I think when there's really extreme uh, claims being made, um, things like eight, 8,882% more <laughs> power or strength or, you know, endurance or whatever. I mean, stuff like that is ridiculous. That's when they're taking uh, and the FDA and FTC don't like that. That's when they're taking like uh, 0.01 versus 0.02, you know, basically like in the study, there was no difference and they were just ridiculously low numbers that are essentially the same. But, you know, when they look at them with percentages side by side, they get ridiculous percentages that they use in marketing. So definitely like, you know, if you see ridiculous claims, that is a huge red flag. Yeah. Um, and then I like a company that, you know, has the quality control that if you call them, they'll send you the testing. They can show you uh, the, the lot testing. Um, you know, all that kind like of the stuff. certificates of analysis. Yep. That and, and just how it, how it tested out for the actives mm -hmm. um, at the lab. And um, you know, they're just uh, forthright with that information. You know, some companies mm -hmm. are, you call them and they say, uh, we don't, we don't release that to the public and, and a good company would. Um, so, you know, if there's nothing to hide and, and they're proud of how they formulate, then that's awesome. I think, a lot of times less ingredients is more. So like if you have a supplement that, you know, is for blood sugar and it has two, three, four, five ingredients, cool, because maybe each of those ingredients have complementary mechanisms of action. But when they have 20 ingredients, it's very low chance of them all being in there in this capsule uh, at a uh, efficacious level. So that's, you know, that can be problematic if, you know, there's so many ingredients in there that they're just listing all of them that have ever been associated with blood sugar instead of choosing the best ingredient for that specific mechanism of action. So those are like some things that I would definitely look for. And then you can look at reviews. Yes, reviews can be manipulated, but a lot of bad reviews is certainly a sign that uh, something may not be right. So, yeah. Um, 
you know, and, and, and I think it's also worth paying extra for the first time you use something, if that's going to be your experiment, going back to that, to pay for someone like Thorn or Pure Encapsulations or Designs for Health or some of these companies that are like on the more expensive side of formulations uh, that have really good quality control. If that's going to be your experiment of does this work for me or does it not, then I would use the best version without a doubt. And then the next time, maybe you can experiment with, you know, the lower tier brands that still have good quality um, brands like now or Jero or uh, doctor's best or some of these brands. Okay. So what I'm getting here from you is that, you know, what you're saying is, you know, and I say this in food labels too, you know, the least and when in doubt, use the least amount of ingredients, the better, right? Yep. So they don't put all their xanthan gum and, and maltodextrins and silicon dioxide and all these things that they put and titanium dioxide and even in foods, nit- nitrates, nitrites, all these things are not good for you. But there is the possibility where like our green product, we have like 23 different uh, it's a multi-combination therapy, basically, is what it is. And, and it's not like um, I just threw it in there. We have a, you know, a plant, we have a formulator that's been doing this for 37 years. They've studied, you know, um, Indian herbology, Chinese herbology, and Western herbology. The only herbology he hasn't studied is um, Australian, uh, Aboriginal. And it's because they don't share that with nobody. They're not, they've kept tight lip because they don't want the pharmaceutical companies to come down there and start raping their land and their plants. So you can't blame them. So just to give an example of how to read a label, mm-hmm. which is important, um, you know, I usually give vitamin C as an example, but so we have a product that we're coming out with very soon. It's a liquid turmeric product. And on the label, it says turmeric root extract, which is what you said. It should say root. Now we know exactly what it's coming from. And then it'll tell you the milligrams off to the right, right? Mm-hmm. Now, in parentheses behind that, then it says curcuma longa, 95% yep. curcuminoids. That's okay. exactly what I said. So it's genus and species, and then what it's standardized for, the active that it's standardized for in that plant. Right. And then now by this, you know you've got a whole food supplement. And that's mm-hmm. what you want. You want whole food. You want real food. You want real herbs. You know, um, if, it, if it was a synthetic, I don't know what they would call it. But there would be a there would be a that curcuminoids would have a different uh, like a name in front of it, like yep. poly yep. or something or tetra mm-hmm. tetra curcuminoid or something like that. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you got to be careful. You got to read the words. So that's why it's important. And if you went to that examine.com site, if you looked up just curcuminoids versus tetra curcuminoids, you would be able to tell the difference between a synthetic and a real product. Right. Yep. Okay, cool. So that's a good thing to do. And another example we teach is like vitamin C because it's on vitamin C is in almost all the multivitamins and stuff. It should say vitamin C and then in parentheses from the camu camu berry or from the arceola cherry or from my favorite, the amla berry, where in a lot of times it'll say uh, ascorbic acid, right? Mm-hmm. So now you're that's a synthetic. And it's not that it's a, 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 a with vitamin C, it's not like it's a totally a bad thing, but it's still a synthetic. And when you do a whole food, it comes in with it's all the bioflavonoids and cofactors that come with it, that yeah. buffer it, and just uh, it just it comes into your body like a like a symphony orchestra basically. Yeah. Rather yeah. than like one guy explained it, a synthetic is like some kid that picked up an electric guitar and plugged into the amp, turned it up, or allowed, and just started making a bunch of music, or or noise actually. That's a that would be a synthetic acid based nutrient, not a carbon based, uh, plant based deal. So all right. Yeah. 
Yeah, sorry. An example of that would be in nature. Uh, nature is is the best formulator. If you look at green tea, for example, you see that it has caffeine, which is a central nervous stimulant. We all take caffeine. We know that it stimulates us. Uh, we know how it works, but it has L-theanine. Mm-hmm. L-theanine takes the edge off caffeine, helps you focus. Yes. And then it also has uh, antioxidants like EGCG, which uh, improves blood flow and reduces blood sugar and um, you know, helps with uh, the brain activation with BDNF, a protein that's brain-derived neurotrophic factor. And so you add these three things together, and now there's definitely synergy with those ingredients, and you get something that's entirely different than just taking caffeine or just taking L-theanine or, or EGCG. Yeah, you're putting something in your body that's going to help boost your immune system. Mm-hmm. Right. And you see a lot of people are buying L-theanine and just squirting in their coffee. That's kind of a Band-Aid fix. It, it can work. But the reality is, is like, where's your coffee coming from? You know, a lot of co- people don't realize that most coffee is some of the heavily, most heavily sprayed pesticide crops in the world. So if I don't drink coffee anymore, I used to. But if I did drink coffee, I'd want to get completely organic shade grown coffee that has a much lower acid level. And, um, and then maybe I'd score some L-theanine in it, but I'd prefer to just have matcha tea or green tea and to come with all the buffers and the co and the cofactors and the bioflavonoids and stuff that come with it. Like you said. Okay. So now we've talked about how to read the supplement label, but we're not done. Now we have to look at other ingredients. Okay. So one thing that, you know, I looked at before we get the other ingredients, sorry, was like in foods, you guys, you have to pay attention to the foods. Like, like Sean said, because you know, we teach people to stop eating white rice and brown rice and get them off that crap and get on. If you're going to do what rice, only do wild rice, only do wild rice. So then you go to the store and you're like, oh, there's a bag of wild rice. And you grab it and you throw it in, you start cooking it. You look at the ingredients. The first ingredient is brown rice and the second ingredient is wild rice. So never read the front. You always have to go to the ingredients list. And this is what I'm trying to make a big point of. Just because you read the ingredients list, you're not done. You have to look at the other ingredients because those other ingredients are still ingredients, okay? And this is like on our labels, we have no magnesium stearate, no silicon dioxide, no dicalcium phosphate in red, trying to bring awareness to people. So can you speak to that? Like, what are the things that you know that are not good as other from other ingredients that people should look out for? Things like, you know, natural flavoring and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's frustrating, you know, just thinking about, I was looking at a product the other day uh, that was called sweet potato crackers. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, you know, that's, that's <laughs> and I look at it and it's the fourth ingredient in it. And I'm like, and again, think, like I was just saying, it's in order of descending mass. So, I mean, it could, you know, out of a. What was the first ingredient, know, corn? Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so uh, if you're thinking, I don't know, whatever a serving is, 200 grams, it could be one gram of sweet potato in there. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is the scam that I'm talking about. That's frustrating. Um, but you're right. There are some things to definitely look out for. Uh, when you list here, here's another proprietary blend that can be frustrating. NNA flavors means natural and artificial flavors. They can have 99% artificial flavors and add one percent of some natural flavor and call it nna Hmm. so get natural flavors natural sweeteners uh natural colors i mean all the artificial colors we know are associated with 
uh, cancer, ADHD, cancer, etc. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys see so. like yellow dye number five or mm -hmm. blue dye number four or red dye, that kind of stuff, I'm, the numbers are probably off, but yeah, you look them up. We, I did a, I did an expose on this years ago on pause Easter eggs and the, the dyes that we're dyeing these eggs with and stuff. And I looked it up and I was, I think I still have, I still have it over there. I have this whole thing of research that I did on it. It was like, it blew me away that we're literally poisoning our kids during the holidays. Yeah, there's, there were like close to 200 uh, different dyes, but uh, over time they've all been uh, removed due to their um, cancerous or harmful health activity. Mm. Now there's like, I believe between seven and nine that are, we still allow, but they still have a, a pretty checkered past as well. And a lot of them have been banned in other countries. Um, we have the most, no surprise, but it is, it is frustrating. Um, so those are, those are some big ones to look out for. The artificial sweeteners uh, have definitely been shown to potentially have effects on um, the gut microbiome. That's been established. Uh, but also maybe cancer risk, maybe elevating um, insulin, having an impact on hunger hormones, uh, like ghrelin and leptin. Uh, so these things are like um, so concentrated in sweetness um, that it's literally making like overriding your satiety signals and making you hungry. That's why like diet sodas, for example, like, you know, people can get super hungry from having a diet soda and then overeat. And they're like, mm -hmm. why am I gaining weight when I'm having diet soda? But you know, that's one of those things that's there. Because it's toxic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, the there's a bliss point that's put into foods that people should be aware of, that food engineers spend every day working on, is how do I override satiety? How do I trigger dopamine and serotonin in their brain? And... They do this by, if I was to give you a handful of raw nuts, like almonds, yeah, you'd eat like five to 10 of them. If I, you know, roast them, then it brings out like kind of that, that sweeter note, that, that cooked note that's really good. You might have a few more. If I add oil to them, if I add salt to them, if I add honey and habanero to them, now it's like, You've got crunchy, oily, sweet, salty, spicy, and your brain is not used to dealing with all of these at once. And it's literally like food porn, like your brain like has a food gasm and, and it overrides satiety and you keep eating and you keep eating. And with those, like you might eat 50 almonds. Yeah. And while an almond can be quote unquote healthy, it's not so healthy with what they're doing to it and how they're manipulating it and how they're manipulating your brain. Once you pop, you can't stop. Mm -hmm. You can't eat just one. I mean, they're literally telling you how addictive it is. When you walk into the convenience store, it's the store of addiction. You're looking around at the colors, the sugar, the caffeine, the alcohol, the tobacco, the lottery, the porn, the you know, it's just, it's everywhere. It's a store of impulse and addiction. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be strong to actually walk out of that, that gas station without grabbing, 
you know, Reese's or a monster or a Gatorade or, you know, whatever, all these colored packages that are staring you in the eye and like right there, like for you to grab, like right in yeah. front of your hands. Well, for me, see, what I did is I got pissed when I started reading the ingredients labels and then checking this stuff and finding out what it really was and what it really does. I'm like, what? How can they, what? How can, how is this legal? How could they put that stuff in there? Like cereal, I get, I could go on a rant about cereal because it's not just that they put the high fructose corn syrup that's, you know, um, you know, it's like a super sweetener. It hijacks your brain. It's, uh, most of it comes from genetically modified corn that's been roundup ready corn that basically they made it in a laboratory and then injected with E. coli, you know, um, uh, roundup in it, which is, um, glyphosate, which we know is a destroying us. And that's why you see the TV ads on TV. Like if you've been exposed to roundup and you could be entitled to compensation, you know, it's because attorneys wouldn't be spending money on ads if they weren't winning big dough from people getting lymphoma cancers and stuff from glyphosate. Then they spray the crops. They process this corn that you couldn't, you, you and I couldn't sit down and have corn on the cob in a boiling pan of water or something like that. Cause we can't eat it. It's too rough, but they have to process it with chemicals and then that's the high fructose corn syrup. So that alone is just so bad. But then they go further. These these biochemists and food engineers put these like um, uh, opiate derivatives in there. And then they don't even, to make you further addicted and our children further addicted to these cereals. And they don't even have to put it on the label because of the labeling laws. This is the level of deception and it gets really bad. So anyway, um, hopefully that covers it. Thanks for your, for your um, anything left on supplement labels that you would want to warn people to look out for, whether it's ingredients or other ingredients? Uh, yeah, definitely looking at the bottom, like you're saying, like uh, other ingredients is the binders and fillers and some of those ingredients that uh, it's not just active. So, you know, be careful, look look at that and, and look at what their stance is. Um, you know, what is this company about? And it should line up with your values in terms of like the things you're talking about. You know, do they have a strong stance on, you know, where these things are, are sourced from? Are they sustainable? Um, are they coming from healthy soils? Like uh, all that's really important to look at. You know, is this company um, a company that if a recall was needed would do that recall? Like, you know, that that's you have to see like who who's in charge of this company. Is there a face to this company? That's you know, are they proudly, yeah. Are they proud to put their face on it and say, I'm responsible and I'm going to make this the best product I possibly can. And if anything goes wrong, it's on me and I will fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, good point. You know, that's, that's something that I love and, and, and respect. So awesome. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's take another quick break guys. And when we get back, we're going to get into some of the dangers in these anti-aging serums, because I know that's kind of a um, one of your um, you know strong points. Um, I'm weaker in that area. For me, it's more of like you know if it's if I can't eat it, I shouldn't put it on my skin. That's been my litmus test, which has worked well for me. We'll be right back. You want the absolute best for yourself, and you want it to be easy. That's why we created Green Eighty Five. It helps with detoxifying the body gently. We're proud it's chemical-free, unlike almost all other supplements you'll find. Bottom line, Green 85 will get you healthier. We look forward to hearing what Green 85 did for you. To get this product and our other amazing products, go to chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com. 
What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with Sean Wells, and now we're going to get into the dangers of anti-aging serums. And like I said, Sean, you know, for me, what I learned about anything that you put on your skin, you, if you can't eat it, you shouldn't put it on your skin because your skin is the largest organ. It absorbs everything. Like when you take a five-minute shower, whatever's in that water, you're absorbing as much as drinking eight glasses of water. So that's crazy to think about how, you know, um, and I, we had, my buddy had horses growing up. So, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with DMSO, yeah. but if that stuff hit your skin within seconds, you can taste it on your tongue. And yeah. well, how, how could you, how is that possible? How could it hit the skin? And all of a sudden you're tasting it on your tongue. So I knew that the skin's permeable and it goes right into the bloodstream and it gets it. And then it circulates all through your body very quickly. So what you put on your skin and your face is just as important as what you're putting in your body. So why don't you tell us about some of the dangers and some of these anti-aging serums that people might be purchasing and putting on their body? Yeah, and, and DMSO is is a carrier actually specifically uh, that can transport uh, ingredients like pretty powerfully. Um, and it is used with, with horses like for arthritis and things like that. But uh, people do use it specifically for that purpose to, uh, to carry ingredients in directly into your bloodstream and bypass the liver. So in some ways it can end digestion. So in some ways it can be more dangerous if you, if, if it can get through the skin. So, uh, because you don't have that, that filtering system of digestion and then going through the liver and being detoxed, et cetera. So, Right. Yeah, that can be problematic. There's a there's a company that does uh, safe testing um, for ingredients uh, that I like to use EWG, um, and they look at ingredients right. and products um, and 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 rate whether they're safe or not. And and they're pretty strict and uh, stringent. So that's what I've used. Is is it EWG safe? Uh, for the ingredients and the formulas and, and all the formulas I've done from top to bottom are like that. Uh, but, you know, to your point, there's a lot of these ingredients that it's frustrating. It's kind of like with, with some of these companies, they don't even list the ingredients, you know, it's, it's listed somewhere like on a site or, or something like that. But, you know, some of these ingredients are 50 letters long and you have to wonder like, you know, what is this? It's a fully synthetic ingredient and it's in there as an emollient or surfactant or, you know, whatever. And it makes things easier because they, they last longer. They have a certain texture They you know, they don't go bad or, and so they can have them for years and years and years in plants, but in, in manufacturing plants, mm -hmm. um, but that obviously is a problem. We want something that's that's natural and safe. And again, I like to you know shorten that that deck. Um, you know, you should have only certain active ingredients in there, and then a, a couple things in there to make it, you know, something that can be in a serum texture. Uh, but that's it. I mean, it should be pretty simple. And I would look for that, and I would look that okay, it has water, it has you know, these, these couple actives or peptides, uh, and then that's about it, you know, and, and maybe a couple, um, things that are antioxidants 
that help protect it from oxidation. Things like just a vitamin E or you know something like that in there. Grapes, grapeseed extract, or grapeseed something. extract. Yeah, things like that. So, so really simple. It should be simple. If you're looking at like, you know, these again twenty to fifty letter long alphabet soup things and that's not your product and i guarantee if you look it up it's not on the ewg either yeah and it's probably got some big fancy company that has a big mystique around it and they've been around a long time and they've got ads on tv in fact that's probably the rule of thumb right there if you see something on tv and they're trying to sell it on tv probably should avoid it would you agree with that statement in most cases i think in most cases yeah you're right because it's just high margin yeah, let's shuffle this stuff off because, you know, these people aren't going to do a whole lot of research. Yeah. Well, obviously, I mean, the, the thing of it is, like, I've turned my TV off years ago. I I don't even own a TV. That was the easiest way to get away from it. And um, I used to watch a lot of TV growing up because my mom and dad did, and they still do. But when I go back home to Eastern Oregon, TV's on constantly, and um, it's ads, 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 ads. And actually, this weekend, my dad's like, where's your mother? And I was like, where? He's like, well, tell her because I want to get that thing. You know, <laughs> I, was like, I don't know what it was like, some battery powered security light or something like that. <laughs> and, he, and he wanted to get it. So ads do work when it's it hits you at the right place, at the right time. It's something you think you need. You're going to buy it. And if you're sitting there going, oh, you just look at your face and you're like, oh, man, I've got all these wrinkles. I'm just looking terrible. And the next moment you're sitting down and, and they saw these people before and after, before and after, before and after. And then down below it says, you know, results might vary, but you can't barely read it even when you have good eyes like me. Um, it's very deceptive. It really is. Oh, 100%. And, and, you know, you have to be careful online too. You know, these pixels will follow you around. Like once you've clicked on it, like it'll, it'll haunt you. <laughs> it'll come back to find you. Like, so, you know, um, it's tough. It's tough with these ads. They're, they're meant to be pervasive. They're meant to be exploitative. Mm -hmm. So that's, uh, it's, it's difficult, like you said, to, to keep yourself free from that stuff. And, and you're right about TV. I mean, look at it right now with like how polarizing it is and meant to be kind of clickbaity and anger inducing and fear inducing and, you know, split the country in half and, and let's have them all be angry at each other when we have 95% in common and such a small percent not in common. And yet we're so divided. Yeah. They created, they've created the last four years, they've created the illusion of division. And yeah. what a lot of people don't understand is like, this is like a playbook that's been used for hundreds of years for to divide and conquer countries to topple like nationalistic re re regimes, like people that are independent countries on their own. That doesn't go with this whole one world order that, you know, and, and they just they 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 do whatever they can to get them out of there, knock them out of the way. And then they replace it with their own government that they wanted in there. It's all run by the banking systems and like not to bring up politics too much, but the whole thing with Trump and versus Biden, people don't realize that behind this, that that's not our biggest problem. Our, our biggest problem is, are we going to continue to stay free or are we going to become a communist country? And we have to be careful of, 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 of China. And because there's, there's a lot of good people over in China, but they're run by a communist party that they're not good. They're not good people at all. And that's where you hear a lot of the stuff, especially for like supplements and stuff. It's really sketch. Um, to be getting products that you're going to put in your mouth from China, even some of the products that you're buying that you don't put in your mouth, but maybe clothing and stuff like that, or things that could be sprayed with um, 
you know, fire retardants or even worse. I mean, we had, I'll give you an example. Like I did, um, uh, my buddy Charles, who healed himself of cancer, we were going to create a vegan cheese company back like 2011, 2012. And we would have done really well, but um, uh, we just decided not to do it because the gal that was making the cheese turned out to just, it just didn't work. But um, uh, I was doing my research on cashews and um, a lot of the, and I was like trying to find the cashews that were organic. So we decided to go with the pieces because they're cheaper than whole ones. We're just going to grind it up anyway. But the best I could find was about $4.50 buying in massive pallets. And everybody else is buying in for $2.50 roughly or $2.25 a pound. And that doesn't work when you're trying to keep up in business. But what I found out was is that like over in Vietnam or wherever they were doing this, that, that CNSL fluid between the shell and the actual nut was a toxic poison. And so they were cracking these things open by hand and getting that poison on their fingers and was erasing these people's finger fingerprints. They had no fingerprints. Then they would burn the shells to heat up the cashew nuts so they'd be easier to crack open because they're hard as a rock. So you have to heat them. Well, when you heat them, you're also heating what's inside and turning that oil into a lipid peroxide. So you caused a cashew that you're going to eat to be a cancer-causing agent. And then at the same time, they're burning these toxic fluids. And the, and the people working there, the slave labor, they're breathing it in and they're getting lung cancer. And they had a lot of kids there. And I just told Charles, I'm like, look, dude, I can't do this. Like, I'm not going to – we have to buy it at $4.50 a pound and this through this company where it's all – they're not hurting people. Otherwise, I, I can't make money on that. And, and ever since then, I, so I, I just, and he's, it went pencil for us to do it the way we want to do it. That's we're going to charge way too much. And that makes it too hard. So again, money comes in and money is involved. You have to find, like you said, the right people that are trying to do the right things. And that's why I'm not in the cheese business right now is because I could, you know, $2 a pound, just it threw off the margins for trying to be a competitive cheese company. Oh, I mean, and the same thing happens with supplements. Like, uh, I mean, trust me, like when I was looking at Ginkgo Biloba, like um, we tested 45 different sources and only two of those tested out in terms of the correct species. Uh, all these companies were spiking the ingredients with something that would test out as the active, but it was, you know, they were using like, for example, like with cinnamon, they might spike it with green tea polyphenols, like mm -hmm. EGTG going back to that. So it tests out for enough polyphenols, but it's not, it's not just cinnamon and therefore it's an adulterated ingredient. And this happens all the time in the supplement industry. And yeah, like, you know, when you're, we were ending up buying this one uh, ginkgo biloba, but it was like at $450 a kilo instead of $150 a kilo. It's exactly what you were talking about. Mm -hmm. And so to do the right thing can get very expensive. Yeah. And then you got to try to educate. It really boils it to educate people because like, why would you want to, what's the purpose? Why are you buying a supplement? You're buying a supplement because you want to feel good. You want to boost your immune system. So why would you pay $20 of your money to take something that's going to lower your immune system? even though you think it is now there's that mental deal where if you take it and you believe it's going to help you, it's actually probably going to do that at some level because the mind's more powerful than everything. And your body will create that natural chemistry inside of it. But the reality is it's an acid-based product that's going to lower your immune system. Whereas you might have to spend 60 or $80 to get the correct one, but it's actually going to do the job. 
right? Mm-hmm. It's actually going to do what you want. So what you have to look at is big picture. Should I invest $20 into something that's going to, and this is where you have to be educated because obviously you wouldn't if you knew it was bad for you, but let's say you do, should I spend $20 is going to lower my immune system or spend $80 on the same ingredient, but it's, it's actually a natural whole food source. It's been handpicked, sun-dried or air-dried like our products under 110 degrees, keep the enzymes active, all that stuff. And you take it and it boosts your immune system. So price versus cost, right? So you look at the price is different, but what's the true cost? The true cost is, is that eventually you take that other one, you're going to have health issues, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to be in the hospital. You're going to start missing days, if not weeks or months of work, or maybe you won't be able to work, right? And you're not going to feel good the whole time. You're, you're having, your quality of life is not going to be as good. So, and then, and then wait till the medical bills come in. You could spend your whole life as a financial advisor. I watched people come in. This is one of the reasons I'm so passionate about this. They'd come in and they worked their ass off their whole life and they accumulated all this money. And then they had one health event and they spent all their money trying to get just a little bit of their health back and it just didn't work. And then the, the medical models, which is, they're great for crisis care. They will suck your money up so fast. I mean, uh, my buddy, I just back, my buddy's dad, I went back home and visited him and he said, yeah, I had to, his shoulder went out. It got dislocated. He said the most painful thing he ever had happened in his life. He didn't know how to get it back in. His wife didn't know what was going on. So she called 911. The ambulance come and pick him up and drove him to the hospital, which is five minutes away. Nine grand. <laughs> just, he's like, how could an ambulance, right? Cost $9,000. He's like, I should have just called a cab. Then they went up there and the nurse told him to bend over. And then, to, so for those of you listening, if you, if you, if your shoulder comes out, I'm going to tell you what he told me how to put it back in. You bend over like at a 90 degree angle and you start making little tiny circles to the right. And then you go little tiny circles back to the left and you just keep making these circles bigger to the right and bigger to the left. And eventually this, the, boop, the, he said the shoulder just popped back in. It was a nurse happened to have that personal experience for himself. And that's how he was able to help him. Wow. So, that's how things should be working. We should be able to have personal experience with something with ourselves or with a patient and then be able to share that with other people and say, this is what worked for other people. You should try it too. It shouldn't have to always be, well, if it doesn't have a double blind clinical study, then it's just garbage. There's no science. You know, that's scientific consensus. That's not really scientific theory. And we have to look at like some of these herbalists and formulators that have been around for thousands of years of lineage, knowing what works because grandpa and great grandpa and great grandpa and great grandpa. They've, they failed so much. They know what doesn't work right now. They know what does it's process of elimination and they get to share that moving forward. So, well, cool, man. Well, I really had enjoyed having you on today. Um, what would you, let's, let's just leave the listeners with, um, you know, back is just a, you being a human being and, um, what would you suggest, um, or recommend to them to just so they can wake up and feel good and be, have a happy life? First thing is grant yourself some grace. I mean, you've been uh, you've been the hardest person on you for a long time, and it's time to ease up. And if anyone talked to you like you talked to you, you wouldn't be their friend. Yeah. So you know, start saying nice things about yourself, thinking nice things about yourself, easing up. And there's no losing. There's no mistakes. There's you win or you learn which means you win or you win. And that's the mindset that you need to get into. And the obstacle is the way. It's not something that we need to avoid. It's not something that we wish wasn't in our life. It makes us stronger. It makes us better. We adapt to it. There's the idea of hormesis in the body. It's the same idea. Like we're, 
we're getting better and stronger and more resilient as a result of adversity. So it depends on that mindset, uh, just like you talked about with cleaning out your garage. So it's all about the power of the mind. And there's so much that we have to be grateful for. And I love the power of gratitude. Um, you know, filling out a journal every day or thinking these thoughts. There's so much that we are uh, that, that is so good in our lives. And I'm saying this as someone who struggled with depression and even suicidal thoughts that, you know, you can get lost in your own head and, and create all these stories. But there's there's so much that's good there and lean into those good things. And like you said, like if something lights you up, lean into that. If someone lights you up, lean into that. And you need to get yourself more of that and get away from the things that are, that are bringing you down. Awesome. Um, yeah. Awesome. So Sean, where do people find you brother? How do they come uh, back? Yeah. Um, I am at seanwells.com. S H A W N W E L L S. I have a lot of information there. Uh, guides on keto, on fasting, on anti-aging, my top 10 supplements, all those kinds of things fully cited. Uh, you can go to Instagram. I'm at ingredientologist, a scientist of ingredients, ingredientologist, and uh, follow me there. And you can ask me any questions. If anything came up from this podcast, uh, DM me or, or email me from my site. But uh, I'm here for for any help that anyone wants. Cool. Cool. Well, I'm sure glad I met you and I'm, I'm really glad you came on the show and um, <clears throat> hopefully we'll have you, maybe we'll have you again, back on again another time. I would love that. We I can go deep that. into Thanks some so of much. these, some of these supplements and stuff like yes, that. Yes. Yes. That'd be, that'd be fun. So, all right. Well, that's awesome. And guys, thank you health heroes around the world for tuning in again. We couldn't uh, this podcast without you. Um, you know, I just have to say like when I started this podcast, I had no idea, um, how much reach we would have. And now we're in countries all over the place and people are commenting and it's really cool. We're getting thousands of downloads on a weekly basis. And I really appreciate you guys, um, your comments, your thoughts, um, your liking the videos, um, um, rating us, giving us those ratings and, and more importantly, sharing it. This is an important episode because a lot of people just, are kind of lost in the woods because there's so thousands of supplements out there. But the reality is, is about 98% of them, 95% of them, you really wouldn't want to put in your body. And the same thing with these anti-aging serums. So hopefully this information today gave you at least a really good basis and a starting point. So you can weed through most of the garbage and get to what you should actually put in your body and what you should actually put on your body so that you can have a healthy, long, happy life. Again, thank you so much. Remember, change yourself, change your world. And I'll see you again really soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening again to the Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to the Health Hero Show with Tim James.